Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. In part 2 of this week's episode, I call up my homie, my cousin Joe G, and we discuss Kanye West's seventh studio album, The Life of Pablo. Tune in. You don't want to miss this episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. Welcome to part two of this week's episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. My name is Ahmad and I am your host. Um, In part one, episode 23, um, I discussed the 58th annual Grammy Awards, um, a little recap. Um, And in this episode, I call up my homie Joe G um, and we discuss Kanye West's seventh studio album, The Life of Pablo. So let's jump right into that. So I was definitely um, trying to splice things up so you could get my, you know, recorded voice on the mic and then his voice on the phone. But the editing didn't work out the way I like. So I decided just to leave it in the raw recording. So you're going to hear me and Joe, you know, as a phone call. Um, But don't worry, the audio isn't too terrible, you know, but as phone calls go, sometimes there's going to be times where we're talking at the same time. Um, Next time I do this, I've got an idea now to make it better. Um, But, you know, just bear with us. Um, We definitely get into a detailed discussion. Um, But yeah, next time, don't worry, I will have fixed the audio issue. Thanks. Got the homie... Joe, Joe G, as he likes to go by um, in our past podcast on the line. Yeah, you know, you know what it is. Kanye West (laughs) dropped his seventh studio album, The Life of Pablo. Um, Just came out. I had to give the homie the the title subscription so he could check it out since Kanye, you know, ain't releasing the album like in stores. But, you know, we'll get to that. Um, Right, right. So, uh, give me some first impressions. What'd you, what'd you think? 
I thought first impression was I thought this album was an instant classic. You know, Ooh. Uh, Ooh. man, it's it's when I when I heard it all the way through the first time at work, no exaggeration, I screamed. I was like, and I was sad that it was over. I probably <laughs> within the last twenty four hours, I probably listened to it like at least at least a dozen times. So I see. It, it was just, it was just, I mean, I heard it twice in a car, three times on, <laughs> at least on my headphones, a few times on my speaker out loud at work. It was okay, like, so you got it, you heard it in different mediums, I feel you. <laughs> well, well-rounded. I need to make sure everything was on point, you know, so it was just, I can't even, I'll get into like every single song, but. Yeah, we're going to go, we're going to go track by track and talk about each one. Yeah, man, but this this album right here, I, I I I heard a little Jesus, I heard a little college dropout, I heard a little graduation. Like it was just, it. Was, I think Kanye, I think he heard something, and this is the last thing I have to say. I think he he knew people kind of missed the old Kanye a little bit, so he gave us like a little throwback, you know, of the flow he had, you know, just for taste, you know. And and I just yeah. I really appreciated him for this album. Like I can't even lie, I really like he really went all out for this album. So I have no complaints. Honestly, this is a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that you real. chose. Um, <laughs> right, right. It's interesting that you chose um, those albums. When I listened to it, I was telling Karen about this. I was like, I feel like this album took like his last three albums. Specifically, 808s and Heartbreak, um, oh, My yeah, Beautiful yeah. Dark Twisted Fantasy, and Jesus, and like kind of took something from each of them. But I, I definitely feel you about the college dropout flow. Yeah, I heard the first. You know, I wish there. there was more of it. What did you say? I, I definitely heard the first two albums in there, in my opinion, you know. And one specific yeah. song, you can probably guess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I got you. Um, you know, I kind of wish that there was more of the the old flow because you know, once I heard Real Friends, um, and No More Parties in L.A., I was like, man, okay, so he's rapping like for real, like he's not doing that crazy rap. But I feel like I personally didn't get enough of that. But you know, let's let's do this. We're gonna jump track by track. Um, well, first, let's talk about the title, because it's called The Life Man. of Pablo. Now, this album has seen, like, a bunch of different titles. It was So Help Me God at first, which, honestly, I thought was the best title out of all of them. Like, when he first announced, this was when he announced, when he first released All Day, he was like, mm-hmm. yo, my album is So Help Me God. I was like, yo, that's a dope title. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this album's about to be flames. All right. Um, then he switched it to Waves. Right. No, I might be missing one. Switch after Waves. Yeah, then he switched it. He went to Switch, which I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Then it was Waves, and I was like, all right, all right. And now it's the life of Pablo. So when I first saw that, I thought he was talking about Picasso. But then some other people were Escobar. like, ooh, I think he's talking about Escobar. And then he put up this, like, alternate cover where it said, which one? And I was like, oh, okay, he know what he's doing. He, like, he wanted us to think about it. And then it turned out to be neither of those people. 
<laughs> so, yeah, so this is what he tweeted um, before he went on SNL. Did you watch the SNL, by the way? I watched the performance, but I didn't know what he the, tweeted. Yeah, just the performances. Yes. Okay, yeah, and we'll we'll talk about that, too, towards the end of this, okay. um, or in between. So he tweeted, this was right before, well, a couple hours before SNL was about to air. He tweeted, Paul, the most powerful messenger of the first century. Now we stand here 20 centuries later because he was a traveler. He was a learned man, not of the original sect, so he was able to take the message to the rest of the world. He was saved from persecution due to his Roman citizenship. I have the right to speak my voice. Please forgive the profanity and give hugs and blessings to my brother, Kirk, for standing by me. In a few hours, the journey begins. All means are wrong. The life of Paul, the life of Pablo, ultralight beings, moms, dads, daughters, sons, stand up, yada, yada, yada. So basically, it's supposed to be Paul the Apostle. Um, oh. And apparently, I, I didn't fact check this, so don't jump on the internet. But apparently, Pablo is like Paul in Latin or something like that. So, oh. yeah, it's, it's Paul and not, uh, not Picasso or Escobar. Um, so he kind of told us with that one. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man. Now I got to listen to it all over again. You know, like, <laughs> man. Okay. okay. Yeah. And it, wow. and I, and I, I like it because it kind of fits because I really, you know, he tweeted out back when he was on that whole Amber Rose with Khalifa Mess that this album was a gospel album. And everybody was like, man, Kanye, get out of here, man. You're just talking. But right, right. really, yeah. like, it's kind of like a hip-hop trap gospel album. Like, no lie. Like, yeah. he got Kurt Franklin on the first track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got Kurt Franklin. He got all these, like, choruses, you know, coming in. He's sampling all of these, like, testimonials. and You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the, the pianos. Mm-hmm. He's got organs in here. Like, the arrangement of the songs. Like, I had to give it to him. Like, this is kind of like a hip-hop gospel album. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just Kanye again. You know, back when Jesus came out, people was like, oh, what is this, like, house, you know, dance hall, grunge, like, hip-hop type album? And then everybody was doing it. And once again, he's found a way to, like, make an album that may be ahead of his time, but is doing something different that people haven't really done before. Um, yeah, I so think I, I, I don't think. That. Yeah, I don't think it was it was as blatant as Jesus Walk, but it was it was right. definitely it definitely had a gospel feel, and I really and it, it was like it could have went either way, but then when you the first time I was like, ah, right, it's not really gospel. You can go either way. Then I heard it again. I was like, I see it. It, it kind of had a consistency between you know dependent on a higher power throughout the whole album, you know what I mean? It could have been either relationship yeah. or it could have been religion. You see what I'm saying? It was like a play mm-hmm. with that a little bit throughout the album, but Yeah, yeah. And you know, it wasn't like like you said, it wasn't blatant. It wasn't too religious and that's you know, and that's saying something coming from the guy who made Jesus Walks. Like he could have mm-hmm. he could have gone even more religious and it wouldn't have been out of pocket for him because he made that right. song. Um my general thoughts about the album, and then we'll go track by track. Um, production, I think he killed it. Like, and he didn't even do that much. And by that, I mean not that he didn't produce that much because he 
he produced every song with the help of other people. But a lot of the song production is very minimal. Like the first song, mm-hmm. for instance, it's nothing but like a drum beat and like a little organ riff that comes in and out, and that's it. But it's like it, the production is on point. He does some crazy production. He does some stuff that's modern. He does some stuff that, you know, we haven't really heard. Um, so, you know, he, he hasn't, he hasn't, you know, lacked as a producer on this album. Lyrically, you know, I could have, I, I, I wanted more, you know, as far as like the recent Kanye with the quotables, like we got dozens, there's dozens. Some of them that were, you know, not the best. We'll get to that as far as like, mm-hmm. you know, you know, what I talked about in the last episode, you know, you, you need to take a step back from the limelight. You know, he's talking a little bit too much right now. He needs to let the music breathe, let people listen to this amazing album he's crafted, and he's just gotta he's just gotta stop talking. It's just it's, yeah. he's tweeting like twenty times a day right now. I get him sent to my phone and every time I'm like, dude, Kanye, please stop, please stop. I just <laughs> I never know what he's gonna say. And I'm like right. afraid for I'm afraid for what he's gonna say because you can't really control him and I think he might actually be a little crazy, but you know, that's a different story. We're talking about the music. Um he um you know, yeah, lyrically I I could have had a little more. Um I think the features are a big important part of this album because yeah. you know, he's he's never, you know, taken a feature lightly. He's always chosen a feature for a particular reason. Um and every single feature from Chance to Young Thug to Kelly Price, like everyone was on point. There was a reason for it and they did their part. So that was that was a huge thing. Um so let's let's go track by track. Um, the first track, Ultra Light Beams. What What do you think about it? So, so when you say the name, like you gotta say the the features with it too, because I don't know why on the title it didn't have the features on it. So oh I yeah, like, guess who the features were? <laughs> so, I, got I, like, I got you. I got you. You're right. Okay. <laughs> and that's so I forgot to talk. So I went to Kanye's like release. Um, mm-hmm. so basically he has this whole thing in Madison Square Garden where he released his new fashion line, the season three of Yeezy with Adidas, and he played his album at the same time in Madison Square Garden. He streamed it in theaters across the, um, across the world. So I went to go see it last week in the theaters. And so he didn't really explain like or who was on any of the tracks. So you had to guess. So on this first track, I thought it was Jennifer Hudson, and I was like, "Ooh, he got Jennifer Hudson on the track." Um, but it was actually Kelly Price, right. who was like an R and B singer who may have dabbled in some gospel. So I was like, "Oh, so I, so it was kind of hard." I was taking notes throughout the whole thing, and I was just basically guessing at who people were. I thought Jeremiah was on there, but it was a dream. So yeah, it was I, I, I me. I'll yeah, probably make so for Ultra Light Beam. with Young Thug. <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so here's another. We'll, we'll get to that because there's this dude named Designer who has a song out called Panda. Have you ever heard that song? No. Okay, I have to, I have to play that <laughs> for the podcast, people. But he's assigned to good music, and, dude, he sounds exactly like Future. 
So on Father Stretch My Hand, I think it's Father Stretch My Hand Part 1 and Part 2. And I think, like, feedback, um, it's actually this dude named Designer. It's not Future at all. Future's not even on the album. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, man, it caught me off guard because I was like, wait, that was Future? What? Um, wow. So, yeah, Ultra Light Beams is the Dream, Chance the Rapper, Kelly Price, and Kirk Franklin. Captain um, Kirk. So, what do you think about that one? Man, I, I'm not going to lie. After I heard this song, I had got the chills. And, yeah, and my man. My girlfriend, she told me after she heard the song, I hope she don't mind me saying this, but she started tearing up a little bit. She heard it while she was working out. She said I was uh-huh. correct, and I started tearing up because it really just hits you. Like I got the chills at least like the first. If I watch it, a, if I listen to it a dozen times, I got the chills eleven out of twelve times. Like every time, yeah, man. I knew what to expect. Like it was just, oh man, it was the choir, Kirk Fran at the end, just chant. I, I I just wow, like this song. If this is if this was an album and it would be just this song on the album, it was just that I couldn't even come to words like <laughs> this song I said, you warned me. You warned me. It was like, yo, after you went to the listening, you was like, yo, the first song with Chance, like, it was crazy. Like they everybody did their thing on that song. And I was just like, Oh, you know, I know everybody's gonna do their thing. I know it's gonna come together. But when I heard it, I never underestimated you so much. <laughs> like, I was like, I can't believe I just underestimated you. to tell you, man. Me, Amal. I heard <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I heard it. And I was like, yo, play that back. <laughs> like, like, I was like, can we just, like, why we ain't even got to go to the next song. Like, hold on. Hold on. Play that back. And then he, he did a thing at the end after he had played the album all the way through where he was asking the audience. Like, yo, is there any song in the album y'all want to hear again? And I was like, please, somebody say Ultra Light Beam. But he ended up playing something else. I was so salty, man. Um, But, yeah, once he actually released the album, I listened to the album probably like five or six times, um, like as soon as it came out. And then I just listened to Ultra Light Beams on repeat, like no lie, like 20 times in a row. And I'm still listening to it, like – like every now and then, I'm like, I want to hear some ultra light beams. Like, it's from the from the like minimalistic production. It's just like, like I said, it's just like that drum beat that comes in, and it's just like that organ that kind of like fades in and out of the song. It's like a pulse that just like yeah. comes in and out. And then like you got Kanye with the auto tune in the beginning, Dreams coming in with the singing, Kelly Price drops a soul. You know, you know, riff. And she's she's killing it, and then you got this chorus. Who let's not sleep on is Kirk Franklin's choir. And if anybody like knows anything about Kirk Franklin, I honestly think Kirk Franklin and his like collective and his choir are some of the best singers I've ever heard in my life. Like ever, I can play a Kirk solo. Franklin. <laughs> yeah, I can play a Kirk Franklin album. Anyone. Like, from 1995 right now, and it'll still give me chills because they mm-hmm. – that's gospel. Like, they know how to sing. And so Kirk had his choir, and they bring in the vocals. And then Chance just slides in the song. Like, I wow. didn't even know 
I didn't even know which song he was going to be on. I kind of knew he was going to be on the album. When I was in the theater listening, and he just, like, I pictured Chance just, like, gliding into the room. Cause he came in so, he came in so smooth. And I was just like, yo, Chance is on the first track. And then he murdered it. Might be one of the Chance best verses I've heard Chance spit ever. Oh, ooh, like, let's, let's get this straight. Let's, let's. If you going to be on Yeezus, you going to right. take some time and make sure that verse is tight. Because this is what I've known about, about Kanye. And, and when it comes to features, is that he is either going to put you on a leash. And we talked about this when we were talking about the actual, like, Yeezus. I only had most of the Chicago artists. Like, he had uh, Chief Keith and he had uh, King Louie. Yeah. And he was like, he gave Chief Keith, like, just the chorus. Like, you know, I respect you. You know, we're from the same city, but I'm going to give you just the chorus. And then he gave King Louie, like, he let him have a verse and, like, a part of the chorus. I feel like when he has features, he he's given, like, specific instructions. This is, like, my imagination of him because I feel like he's, mm-hmm. like, a control freak. And he wants everything to be exactly perfect, like an artist is sometimes. So I, by me thinking, me when I heard how long Chance verse was and how great it was, I'm like he must really respect Chance, the rapper, for him to have this long of a verse on the intro yeah. song, and it, and he just and I, I was like Chance probably saw that the ultimate respect, and he was like I'm gonna take my time and I'm gonna kill it because. Like, I'm on the first track of this Kanye album. Like, I, I just, like, he probably put his all into that track. It, I felt like I heard every bit of it. And, like, you know me, I have, like, a huge imagination. So I just imagine the uh-huh. whole thing. But I'm just saying, like, he, he <laughs> nah, was that verse. Like, he killed it. And I'm like, all right, he's about to end it. I'm like, oh, he's still going. Like, you know, like. Right. Like, like there was oh a point God. where I thought it was over, and then he picked up the pace, and then it just kept killing it. I was like, yo. <laughs> I was like, jeez. Man, he, I got, I already had so much respect for Chance, but he took it to a new level. And, like, you know, what, what more can you say? Like, he killed it. And then at the SNL performance, I was so glad when he, they perform Ultra Light Beams. I was like, yo, that means Chance is here, and he's like performing this live. And he had just performed on SNL like maybe three weeks ago and shut it mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then he came back, and he killed it. Like the energy from that whole performance like took the song to another level. The song was already up here. I wish you could see my hand, but it's like I'm holding it up in the sky. <laughs> right. and, then, right, right. <laughs> and then the performance, like just like I, – I, like, I don't even have enough arm to, like, put it up there. Like, the performance made it 20,000 times better. Like, it's easily my favorite song off the album. Fun fact, mm-hmm. it was supposed to be the outro. It was supposed to be the last track from when oh. Kanye originally released that, like, track list. But, you know, then uh-huh. he kept switching stuff around. And then I guess they decided to, like, move it to the first track, which I think was a good idea. Like, I could see it, like, working perfectly as an outro, but then to start the album, mm-hmm. it really set a tone for, like, yo, Kanye's about to, he's about to let us hear something great. So, Man, yeah, I first was, track went in. I couldn't have been, I couldn't have been more excited for the album after that first song. And when I yeah. heard, when I heard that one, and then Chance was saying, like, they say you can't win a Grammy, you gotta sell it. I was like, oh, 
<laughs> like he was saying, like how he has music is free, but he can't win anything. Yep. He doesn't actually sell it. I was like, oh, I, I love you, man. Like that was like he's doing that for us. Like that's how I feel. Like when he has his music free, like that was like a red flag to me. I just feel like he's such a you know when like a company cares about their customers, like he really cares about his listeners. You know what I mean? But uh, I mean, yeah, man. Check out uh, did you check out Fonzworth Bentley was in the choir? Did you did you did you peep him in the choir? And yeah, yeah, I did peep him. And I <laughs> and I um I saw he signed Kanye's um track list, you know how he had the track list and everybody that worked on it signed it and I saw Fonzworth Bentley's signature and I was like, I wonder what Fonzworth did on the album. And then I saw him in the choir at the SNL performance, I was like, oh, okay, I see you, Fonzworth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that was, that was cool. So, yeah, so that was the first track. Then we go into the second track, which is called Father Stretch My Hands, and it's part one and part two. Um, so part one is the one that features Kid Cudi, um, <sighs> produced by Kanye, Metro Boomin, Rick Rubin, um, and it was dope. When I first heard it, you know, I was like, oh, this is okay, but the more listens I gave it, I was like, okay, this is this is kind of dope. Kid Cudi was back, you know, with his, his humming mm-hmm. and his moaning, and it was like, okay, Kanye got Cudi <laughs> on the album, which I thought was a big thing because the last I had heard of Kanye and Cudi's relationship like Cuddy was a little salty because mm-hmm. on Yeezus, the the part, the song that Cuddy was featured on on Yeezus, uh, which I think is called Guilt Trip, maybe I think it's Guilt Trip. Um, okay. He was saying Cuddy, it came out. Cuddy was saying that that he didn't even record that for that song. It was for like something else from like a long time ago. And then Kanye, like, wanted to use it, so he, like, put it on the album. But it wasn't like Cuddy was, like, actually in the studio, like, for that album. And it, and it made it seem like there was some beef. And, you know, Cuddy's not officially in good music anymore. So it was like, man, are they on bad terms? But Cuddy's on two songs on this album. And he was at the the show at Madison Square Garden backing up Kanye. And they was, like, dancing and, like, chilling together. So I was like, okay, thank you. Like, ain't nothing, ain't nothing wrong. Um, yeah, that's so yeah, what do you think about this song? Uh, I think this is this is one of those songs where uh, I think this is one of those classic songs where if you keep listening to it, you think you can sing, you know, because I started finding myself singing out loud. It was kind of embarrassing, but I was like, you know, if I just turn up the music, you know, it was just drowning because this is one of I just couldn't help but just keep singing the song, you know, and I was just like, man, it was I, I just love the flow of this song. Like I, I, I love the flow. Like I couldn't even complain. It's, it's, you're gonna find very small. Like I, if I find anything wrong with any of these songs, it's gonna be like really minor. And that's the only thing I really. I see. I didn't even know Kid Cudi was in it. Like I wasn't even listening for it. You know, I thought it was maybe Travis Scott or Future in there, but I didn't even think it was Kid Cudi in there. Like I was just. Hey, yeah, you said it was, it was, I was like, I was missing so hard, <laughs> you know, like every time. Yeah, it was. It was, was kind of tough at all. Just like, man, right? And um, 
whatchamacallit, um, Karen was trying to decide if that was Future or Cuddy, too. And we were like, yeah, that's Cuddy. It's definitely Cuddy. Um, so then it goes into part two, which is the, like, it's, it's kind of a short song, but it's the one where he's talking about his dad. And then toward the end, it kind of, like, turns into, like, this trap thing. And that's the designer dude. That's not Future. That's the designer dude. He has a song out called Panda. And that thing, what was put into the end of part two is, like, his song. It's his song called Panda. Like, that's the song. And Kanye just, like, chopped it up and, like, interspersed it in between, like, part two. Um, but, yeah, it's a dude that, like, just signed a good music. And he, he sounds exactly like Future. Like, I thought Future was on the album until I, like, did some more research for the album. was like, oh, that's not Future at all. <laughs> right? That's what I was like, wow. Like, you really killed me. I yeah. had, like, a, like, four songs, like... I, I know. Sorry. <laughs> I was telling people and everything, like, you ain't heard it yet. Future on, like, four times. Like, that's sorry. We yeah, man. Guys, I'm sorry. I told you guys that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's my fault. That's on me. That's on me. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so then, after part two, we jump to Famous. So... <laughs> This is a controversial song. So this song has Rihanna um, starting it. Now, Rihanna killed it. Her voice is very rich, you know, and she's actually singing. Um, she's It's a sampled song by Nina Simone um, mm. called Do What You Gotta Do. And that mm. hook is the hook of that song, and Rihanna was oh. covering it, basically. Um and that's why at the end you hear like Nina Simone come in singing the same thing Rihanna was, and that was because that was a sample of a Nina Simone song, and Rihanna was singing the hook. Um, so I thought that was cool. You know, Ye loves to sample Nina Simone songs um, and soulful songs in general. And then it had, you know, a sample. When I first heard it, you know that like that like bomb bomb part at the end. I thought. Mm-hmm they were sampling Lauren Hill's Lost Ones because it sounded just like that. Yeah, I, then thought I, did some research. I thought that exact thing. I thought that exact thing. Yeah. And then I did some research and I saw that Lauren had actually sampled this song and it's the same song that Kanye sampled. It's called Bomb Bomb performed by somebody named Sister Nancy. I had never heard of her. But they both sampled the same songs and that's why it kind of mm-hmm. sounds like Lauren Hill's Lost Ones in there. Um, so, you know, the controversial part about this album, about this song, <laughs> and I, you know, I can't really agree too much with this. So he had, he starts off with a line <laughs> where he says, I feel like me and Taylor, referring to Taylor Swift, could still mm-hmm. have sex. Why? Because I made that bitch famous. Now, <laughs> here's the thing. He kept saying that. I got to get my Kevin Hart thing on. Here's the thing. Um, <laughs> so, oh, man. I, so when I first heard it, I wrote this in my notes when I was, like, when I listened in at the session. I was like, Kanye just, he just put a terrible line about Taylor Swift in his album. This is not going to be good. I literally, like, wrote that down. And so then Kanye came out and was like, yo, I actually talked to Taylor. He tweeted this. I talked to Taylor. We had an hour-long conversation. I asked her permission. She thought it was funny. Actually, it was her idea. She was talking to somebody who was a friend of ours. And she was like, I can't be mad at Kanye. He made me famous. 
And so, you know, I got her permission. She thought it was okay, <laughs> yada, yada. And I so I read that, that, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> what is that? I don't think that's true. But go ahead. Right. No, I, it's, right. It's probably, it may be true, but I'm just saying. <laughs> no, see, I don't know. So when I read that, I was like, you know what? I actually needed to hear that. I needed you to tell me that Taylor okayed that because otherwise that's a big issue. Like you can't <laughs> go saying that, especially after the history you have with Taylor Swift. You cannot say that. So he tweeted that, and I was like, you know what? That actually makes it better. It's still like a kind of mess line, but if she okayed it, that's fine. Then Taylor Swift camp comes out, and they're like, yo, we never okayed that at all. <laughs> and it's exactly. like, oh, man. <laughs> and then so, I heard what she said at the Grammys, and uh, yeah. it was like a mini shot, you know? Like yeah, a, like so a, she basically shaded yay. Yeah, she shaded yay after she won Album of the Year for 1989. Um, <laughs> and she's basically like, oh, you made me famous? Hmm, I just won Album of the Year, though. I mean, she didn't say that, <laughs> but she basically said, you know, don't. there's going to be people out there who try to undercut your success, take credit for something that you've done, and you're going to realize that it's the people that love you who have really, like, got you where you are. And it was a very classy move by Taylor. If she indeed did not okay Kanye's line, then this was a very classy way for her to, like, address that. And it really just makes Kanye look like a dick, which I'm sure he's used to. But, <laughs> right, don't yeah, mind that was, position. <laughs> right. It just it wasn't an okay line. Um, but, you know, the the rest of the song was dope. I like all the samples. Rihanna killed it. Um, he's got a funny line about Ray J in it. Like, this is a quotable song, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I I think that, in, in Kanye's defense with the Taylor Swift, just real fast on the backtrack, I did not know anything about Taylor Swift until he did that. That's all I'm going to say. I know that some <laughs> people, <laughs> that might have gotten her famous. That's when I was like, oh, Taylor Swift won this. Oh, she does not deserve it, though. <laughs> like, I was just like, I'm going to believe Kanye over this. You know, that's what I felt at the time. Like, I'm going to roll with Kanye on this one, like, because I didn't know who she was. But, you know, and I knew who Beyonce yeah. was, you know, at the time. So I'm like, whoa, whoa, you can't go, can't argue that Beyonce is. Yeah. Uh, and, like, you know, nobody except, nobody except the Taylor Swift fans really disagreed with Kanye when he interrupted Taylor at the 2009 VMAs. And, all you know, it really did put her into, you know, a larger spotlight. But at the same time, you just you just can't say that after this entire incident happened. Like, you all were friends now. Like, they had patched it up. Taylor was dancing at Kanye, and, like, he won that VMA <laughs> award this year, and she's, like, clapping. Like, she was willing to let it go. And now you just messed everything up, but you know I digress. Right. You know I, you know it's Kanye. You gotta, yeah, gotta do what it do. Um, yeah. The next track is uh, feedback. So this song um, was produced by Plain Pat Kanye West. Um, this song really sounded a lot like a Yeezus track to me. Definitely, um, definitely, definitely. Like. The this was the song that was like wake up wake up you had a good snooze y'all sleeping on you know that song, um, mm-hmm. and the beat was it was like it came straight off Jesus 
Like, yeah. um, it yeah. kind of reminded me of On Sight, um, mm-hmm. the first exactly track of Jesus. Yep, yep. And uh, he was rapping just like Jesus. The beat was, like, screechy, you know, just like that Jesus sound. Like, I'm a fan of it. And this was the song that I thought mostly resembled his last album. Um, so, yeah, I liked it. You know, he was rapping hard. You know, the beat was very interesting. It wasn't something unusual, uh, something usual that we're used to. I thought it was a dope song. Hey, um, I thought it was a, a cold song. He definitely has some quotes in here. I know my favorite quote was, hands up. <laughs> when you talk about the cops, like, hands up. We just doing what the cops taught us. Hands up, hands yeah. up. Yeah. I, I was like, whoa. You know, because, you know, he really doesn't comment much about what's going on with uh, the black community as much. So, you know, he's really up there in terms of, what's going on on, like, Wall Street and the billionaires, the millionaires. But he really doesn't touch down all the way down to us. You know what I mean? So when I heard that, I was like, whoa, Kanye, you trying to – are you trying to relate to us again? Like, on that level? You know, like, so I was like, hey, you know, I, I, that, that made me be like, whoa, pause it for a second. What did he just say? And uh, that, that was cold to me. He had some other quotes in here. I was just like, okay. Yeah, it, this is this is the one for me, and uh, and that ghetto Oprah that that had me down last. That had me down last. Oh, yo, that was <laughs> so hilarious. He was like, whoa, whoa, hold up, I'm the ghetto Oprah. You get a fur. You get a fur. You get a jet. You get a jet. Think what he bitch for you. <laughs> right, I was just like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> and then he was like, ah, oh, like that Oprah, <laughs> like he screamed at the end. Like, that was funny. Yeah, it was it was definitely like some Jesus stuff. So like it was it was it was real cool. I thought I thought he had fun with this song. In my opinion, like yeah, he yeah. probably had a lot of fun with that song. That was that was cool. I like that song a lot, so <laughs> definitely. Um, and you know, up to this point, you know, the album is really flowing very well for all these songs that kind of have a different style to them. Like there are some songs that sound very gospelish, and you got some that sound very Jesus-like. There's some that sound like they're straight off of My Beautiful That's Just a Fantasy, but the flow of the album works. And I mean that's a that's a credit to him as a producer that he can do all of these things, put them together, and then the album still kind of flows. Now, like lyrically, a lot of the album is kind of sporadic, like he is. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, his tweets is kind of all over the place, and you can definitely <laughs> see that in his music. To jump back to Father Stretch My Hands Part One, like the song with Cuddy in it, like it's like four different songs in one. Um, in two minutes, like it's a two minute song, but it sounds right. like it's like four different things going on. It's just like all over the place. You kind of, you know, see where he's just got all these ideas, and they work, but at the same time, it's just a lot. Like there's a lot of clutter sometimes, but the album still flows really well. Um, Low Lights is the next song, and it wasn't really like a song song. It basically was a. It looked like it sampled. Um, some sort of testimonial by either a gospel singer or, um, you know, maybe he took it, he could have taken it just straight off the internet. Um, but so low lights was, you know, this woman who's basically just like giving a testimony about how God's been good to her and whatnot. And then it transitions very cleanly into highlights. Um, 
which is the song featuring The Dream and Young Thug. Um, and this is the first song he performed on SNL. Um, and on SNL, he had Kelly Price up there. He had Elder Barge. He had The Dream. Um, you know, and it was a very, very interesting performance. Kanye was spazzing. But I like this song. You know, it's very upbeat. Um, it keeps, it takes, you know, that Father Stretch My Hand part one, and it, you know, keeps the intensity and the fast tempo. Um, when I first heard it, it kind of reminded me of, like, a late registration track. Um, like, mm-hmm. one of those first two, like, Touch the Sky or, like, Heard Him Say. Yeah. Um, that that was the energy I got from it. And, you know, it was another song that, like, the more I listened to it, the more I was like, dang, this is a really catchy song. Like, I like it. So what do you think about Highlights? I thought it had a whole bunch of, like, uh, like just mini shots in here. Just, like, mini. Just, I, I really appreciated the song. But I thought Kanye, on the lyric side, he was, like, a little bit, you know, he, he was he was flowing with the beat. But I feel like he, he wants to make sure he said a few things. So, you know, like, he was like, um, I don't know what's the proper word to say it, but he was just like, uh, like, he had a lot to say within a certain bar, and he wants to make sure he said it, so it's not like he had to talk fast a certain part. You know, to make sure he said the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, it was just like, he was just, it was just, to me, it was cold. Like, I liked every song, but I was just like, man, like, what he was saying when he, he he gave a shot to to P Diddy when he fought the coach for like one of his son's teams or something like yeah I talked to myself like he he gave a shot to like his own family you know about Black China and and Rob you know like Black China F and Rob help him out with the weight <laughs> like mm-hmm. I went to my trainer with me I over eight or something like that like it was just funny that it was like another one was like you want a boss. Or an R and B nigga with a six pack. I was like, hey, you know that's that's what we can all relate to. <laughs> you know, cause like I ain't rocking a six pack. You know? Like you want a ball, so you want that dude over there with a six pack, all right? Like, so it was just like, <laughs> right. this, this song made me laugh a little bit, you know. And, and to listen to Kanye for me, it was hard. It was it's hard for me not to laugh because I can just imagine like him just talking to somebody and they looking at him like probably like the facial expression that I'm having like what <laughs> you know, like, yeah he says what? a lot of crazy things man but they're yeah, sometimes they're so outlandish like, that all you can do is laugh yeah like, I'll be like, but the, the song though the, the song overall I thought it was good I thought it was a good flow from uh from low light and uh I just I just man I, I really do appreciate the production and more than, like you said, more than the lyrics necessarily. But, uh, but he did his thing on this one. You know, and he, like I said earlier, he just tried to make sure he said a few things on this track specifically. So, and he said it too. And he was just like, hey, like, like Kanye is, you're going to take it or you're going to leave it, you know? <laughs> yeah. This is funny to me. <laughs> this is like, some of the stuff he was saying, it was just like, man, this is really, he killing it, but it's like this dude is funny. Like <laughs> I do not want to be on his bad side, you know. So, yeah, man. He um, it's hilarious. This song song kind of reminded me of um, Hold My, not like the song itself, but as far as the features go, 
on Yeezus, he had Hold My Liquor, which featured Bon Iver and Chief Keef. And you talked about that song earlier where he, like, kept Chief Keef on a leash. So the songs mm-hmm. are similar to me in that Chief Keef from Hold My Liquor and Young Thug from this song are both two artists that individually I don't really listen to and don't really care for their music. But Kanye found a way to use both of them in a way where I liked what they brought to the song. Um like, I don't really listen to Young Thug. There are some songs where it's like, okay, I can kind of see why people, you know, like what he's doing. But, you know, as a whole, I'm not really a fan. But his 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 addition to this track, I was like, yeah, like, this fits. Like, this needed to be on the song. Like, it was a welcome addition. So, you know, that's just another credit to Kanye as, like, a person who can executively produce an album. So, shout out to that, for real. Shout out to that for real, man. Um, <laughs> so the next track, um, I lost my place. Uh, Freestyle Four. Oh, the next right? track was Freestyle Four. Yeah. Um, I didn't really like this song at all. <laughs> um, what? It, yeah, like the beat was was decent. It was kind of Jesus like okay. as well. Yes. Um, I that I was messing with that. the beat. Yeah, I was messing with the way that he, like, brought in the song. Like, you felt like something big was coming. But I don't know. Like, once he started, like, rapping, it just seemed too, too crazy. Like, it, like I don't know. I just didn't. I wasn't feeling it. Like, I don't know. I, I don't have much to say about it. Like, lyrically, he wasn't really saying a lot. He was just kind of like. He was just kind of like saying whatever came to his mind, and I mean, it was, it was a free. The name of it is Freestyle Four, but I don't know. It just wasn't fulfilling. Like I didn't really get anything out of it. I thought he was gonna come a lot harder than he did. But then he just started doing a lot of silly stuff. Um, I don't know. I was mainly just disappointed in that one. Um, for me, I really liked the beat. Like how it started, I was like, oh, I knew something was about to be crazy about it, and uh, I was just like, and towards like I kept listening to it, I was like. I hope this really is a freestyle, you know, <laughs> you know, because that would justify yeah. the lack of uh, the bars yep. that I was really looking or for. With the, yeah, <laughs> so I was just like, maybe it was, but I feel like Kanye, it, it might not have been, you know, just to, just to call it that. I don't know if that was a freestyle. And I was talking to, to my girlfriend, Ariel, about it. I was just like, you know, she was asking me really, it wasn't really a freestyle, but... I don't know. I think people have different definitions of freestyle. Granted, it could have been the name, but I feel like he probably, like, said something in the booth just off the top of the head, took a seat, kept hearing the beat, said something else, like, added it. You know what I mean? I don't think he just went yeah. off. I, I hope he just went off the top all the way through so he can justify it a little bit. But I feel like, I you agree. know, he put too much time into it to, for it to really be a freestyle. He just wants us to think that. That's what I was thinking. I was like, but I'm not fooled. <laughs> like, I, was like, <laughs> Definitely I don't think not. this is a freestyle, but this, I really hope it is. So <laughs> it wasn't the best, right. like you said, but it was still like, <laughs> it, it still worked a little bit, you know, like, I'm not going to say it was out of place in terms of the production, you know, with the beat and everything. It was cool, you know, like for people who not, who, who isn't going to listen to it 12 times straight? You know, they may be like, oh, this song was cold, because a lot of times people just listen to the beat. They're really not paying attention to what they're saying, uh, mm-hmm. what, what these artists say. And they probably like, oh, I can, you know, 
do a certain dances, but it's just when I when I was looking for substance, I didn't find it. So, <laughs> you know, so yeah, that was just, I agree. that's all I have to say. That's probably the if I had to rate them, that's probably the lowest one on this album for me. Yeah, same. Other than, yeah, other than you know, the, of course I wouldn't I wouldn't put the the ones with the ladies just having their testimony over it, or you know when. The next one with the or the uh the one with the silver where the dudes talking or the other dudes talking later on in the album. But this is in terms of actual songs on this album, I would put it at the at the at the bottom. So you know <laughs> Somebody's um, gotta be there. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Someone's gotta be like at the bottom of the totem pole. Um which actually I guess I should stop saying that because somebody told me that actually in like the culture with totem poles, the bottom is actually the best part. So really, you oh. want to be the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah, fun <laughs> fact. I haven't fact checked oh. it, but that's that's what I've been told. <laughs> okay. I um, trust you. <laughs> all right, I trusted my source. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, the next track was "I Love Kanye," and this was basically a song where Kanye just went acapella. You know, talking about how. You know, people miss the old Kanye, you know, the sweet Kanye, chop up the beef Kanye. It was it basically was a song saying what every single person in America has said at some point about Kanye West. Like mm-hmm. they miss the old Kanye, you know, the one with the soul Kanye, you know what I mean? Um and it was a it was a pretty funny track. He ended it with, you know, what if Kanye made a song about Kanye called I'm just the old Kanye. That would be so Kanye. And the flow <laughs> the flow was so dope, man. Like I was when it first started, I was like, Hey I was yeah, sorry. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly how it yeah, was. I, I like, I hey. that yeah, I I really I really like that song. I, that was when I first heard it, that was like number two for me. Like 'cause I was just like, man, that was that was just for the people who said they missed the, the literally like the old Kanye? And I was just like, you know, he's listening. He has his ears to the to the streets or to what the people want. You know, he doesn't do it all the time, but I think this is like a response to that. Like, don't think I ain't got just because I got all this money. I think I got that flow I used to have. You know, like you know what I mean. I was just like, mm-hmm. he still got it. I think a lot of people be like, man, when he was college dropout and all those other albums, you know, he. After Kanye, I like. I'm like, well, you know, Kanye, he gives us a little bit of everything and real diverse in, in what he does. But I, I would meet. I do say that's my favorite Kanye too. But and this one kind of brought me back just for a second. I was just like, man, this album. I mean, this song is so cold. Like just because he went acapella, that was another thing. Because when when Kanye was up and coming, he did a little bit more freestyle, a little bit more acapella stuff. So. Um, mm-hmm. That's what made me go back in time again because I was like, hey, Kanye with no beat, you know, that's something we really haven't heard in a long time. And, you know, he's kind of up there to be like, yo, let me get a freestyle. You know what I mean? He's really up there. Right, now. right. Uh, you won't hear that. You know, you don't have nothing to prove on that level. But this this, this song right here, it was funny. I was laughing. I was like, hey, like he was really freestyling in a circle at the lunch table or something. You know what I mean? Like it was it was just cold to me. I, I, and it was short and sweet, straight to the point. And I, I respected that one. I was just like, yo, this one, this one was for the people who've been listening to us since day one. It was like, and, and for the people who was like, uh, I miss, 
the Kanye from when he first came up. So that was that was this was one of my my favorite ones. My my favorite one. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I definitely it definitely I wish it could have been like twice as long. I was like, yo, keep going, keep going. All right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it was dope. Um next song was Waze. Now so he had the whole thing on Thursday in the theaters and everything. He was supposed to drop the album that night. Didn't happen. He ended up tweeting out, Yo, the album is gonna drop tomorrow. Chance, he said, blame Chance. He wanted this song called Waves on there, so we in the studio now. So this next song, Waves, features Kid Cudi and Chris Brown. It wasn't originally going to be on the album, but I guess Chance heard it, because Chance isn't even on it, but I guess he heard it and was like, yo, yay, you got to put that on there. And that also, to your point, you know, really tells you how much Kanye must, like, respect Chance for Chance to be able yeah. to make suggestions like that, and then Kanye listens to it. Like, that's how you know that Chance must have his ear, which is good, a good place for Chance to be in. Um, so, you know, I like Waves. Um, the beat right off the bat really, like, captures you. You know, it's like, you know, it's like vibrating, and, um, you know, Chris Brown delivers the hook. Um, Kid Cudi's got some some of those moans that you know he's you know it's just a, it's a classic song from around like 2009 like like it's a dope song uh, so I I'm glad that uh, Chance got in the ear yay and got on the release it because I'm a fan of it. Man, look, I, I really like Ways too. Oh man, I really like a lot of songs, but I really like Ways though. I think this is another song. Like, this song could be on the radio, you know? Especially, oh, yeah. like, Chris Brown and Kid Cudi in there. I'm like, this song, I should be, by the time I get back to Chicago, you know, for the summer, I should be hearing this on the radio, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, and I was just like, yo, this is going to be a hit. And I and I hate saying that only because um, when it gets on the radio, I'm going to eventually get sick of it. But right now, I'm definitely not sick of it. <laughs> so I was I was mm-hmm. just like, yo, this song is this is gonna be the one, and I that's one of the things I was trying to do was find which songs on get on the radio, and I was like, yo, this is this is the one. I like this song from start to finish. There could be easy, like a, a good clean version, you know what I mean? And it'll be like, yeah, this is, this is a hit right here. This is a hit. Like, and I understand, Absolutely. and honestly, I heard I heard somebody say like, um, oh yeah, I heard the album got pushed back to the chance. Or for the Wade song, so I was just like, I didn't, I didn't hear a chance in the song, and that's why I was like, maybe they like messed up or something, you know. And then, uh, man, that, that's I always learn something when I get on here. So when I talk to you about music <laughs> stuff, so I was just like, yo, like, man, Chance really do got this man ear, like, because if I would have been like, whoa, why is that not on the album? Like, you know, I can imagine how that is, you know, Chance is. They're like, oh man, we gotta put that on the album, and, and so yeah, I, I I love that man. I I love you just reaching out to the young people, you know. He listening to it and and Chance trying to make it happen, man. He couldn't couldn't. I think he's around the right people, you know what I mean. And and right now, mm-hmm. Kanye Kanye made a good decision by listening to him and putting this on the album because this is one of my favorites. This is a hit. This is gonna be on the radio. You know what I mean, and and I love this song, man. You know, and Chris Brown, he really does it. If you keep him with the chorus or even with a verse, he's not gonna let you down, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Very consistent. 
throughout his whole career, like extremely consistent. In my opinion, he's been consistent, especially on features. So uh, that's a great song right there. That's a great song. Yeah, definitely. Um, the next track was FML. Um, this is one of my favorite songs off the album. Um, it features The Weeknd. This is a song that I think resembles 808 and Heartbreak more than anything on the entire album. Um, yep. The arrangement, the production, you know, it just, it sounds exactly like something that would have been on that album. The Weeknd comes in, um, you know, and he's got a, you know, a dope hook. And then after The Weeknd, you first hear The Weeknd, Kanye kind of turns up. And it sounds exactly like, oh, man, like one of the songs, like, like Heartless or like, yeah, I th- Heartless is, I think, the song that that I think I can really compare that last part of FML to, like, just, you know, it has like the 808 and then just like the sense, like it sounded exactly like an 808 song. And I'm a big fan of 808 Heartbreak. The Weeknd had a dope feature. Um, I'm a big fan of FML, like. It's one of the ones that I definitely turn all the way up when I when I'm listening to the album. Yo, man, I, I like this song too. I, I like this song. I like how you said this was this was just like 808 Heartbreak because on, on that album he was talking about um, a lot of like his true feelings, and that's what I wrote when I when I was listening to the song. I was like, yo, this is this is the real like Kanye right here. Like he's talking about his true feelings. Start coming out about his his uh, visions, marriage, business, kids, you know, uh, basically everything, you know, everything he cares about, you know what I mean? And like what what he does it for, what he does the music for, what he want to leave behind and stuff. And so I was mm-hmm. just like, this this song is cold, and it was definitely gave me the 808 feel. I was just like, yo, this is this is his true feelings. Like he was just pouring out. What you said in the other podcast, he was like. Um, Kanye was one of the first, the first people to really start saying his true, true feelings on the track for everybody to, uh, everybody to listen to and stuff like that. And I think this is one for instance, like, okay, all this stuff is like how he may feel, but I think this one was the most, you know, personalized one where he's like, okay, I could see how he really feel that way. You know what I mean? And it was like, it was him. So that's why I like it so much because I think people have this perception of, oh, yay, like, he's not human. Like, this man is definitely human. And when he gives us, like, this snapback to reality, like, you know, let's let's see from his perspective real fast. <laughs> you know, like, you right. know, let's see, like, how does Kanye feel about this? You know, so um, I just – and he, he said something about, like, Kim and, you know, like, they don't want us to – they don't want – me to love you or they don't want you to love me or something like that. Don't stop loving Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, yo, man, it is a lot of people that don't want y'all to be together. They think it's publicity or whatever, but I think it's 100% real. And I just think, you know, Kanye is very observant. You know, when every time I see him around, like, the family and uh, pictures around her, he's being a gentleman. But a lot of times he's being, like, quiet. You know what I mean? He's just, like, observant. You know, and I, and I feel like this is what he was just pouring out, like, his, his real emotions, you know. That he's been keeping yeah. in about some things, so I, I I really like this album. But more than ever, he got like a lot more respect for this song. You know, I was just like, yo, that's what's up. It takes a lot to, to your know, true emotions over the track. So 
especially for someone like Kanye, in my opinion. So I, I, I really like that one. I, I, can, I, I don't have no problem with that being one of your favorites. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the next one, um, Real Friends, we've all heard this one already. He released it um, a couple of weeks before the album was going to drop, maybe three weeks before the album was going to drop. Um, this is a song that reminds me a lot of my beautiful Dark Sister Fantasy. Just uh, the way he was flowing, the way he was rapping, um, you know, once again, he was getting into, like, personal issues and the storytelling, a lot of that we heard on uh, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Ty Dolla Sign came in with a, you know, a dope, um, dope hook. And even though I heard the song before it, once I heard it on the album, I was like, this is a good place for it. Like, it definitely fits in. I was worried that the songs that he had released beforehand wouldn't really fit in with the album, but um, they definitely did. So, you know, Real Friends is definitely one of the songs where you can hear Kanye just, like, spitting, you know, some real lyricism. Yeah, I I, I think I perceived it differently when the first time I heard it, I, I think we talked about, like, uh, this is how I feel when, you know, who you hang out with, like, when you first come home from being on all way or, you know, distant uh, family members. But, like, now when I heard it, like, with the album, I think it has something to do with, you know, the same thing, really, but, you know, just not being jealous, you know, how you feel towards friends and family that become distant or uh, – and, like, he really shot out his cousin that stole his laptop, like <laughs> – like twice in his hour, I'm like, yo, who's that guy? Like he petty, you know? Like he gave him like, I know. Like, why you shouting him out? He stole your laptop, bro. <laughs> yeah, but he, but he still said, you know, at the end of the day, he still had love for him though, and because uh, that yeah. family and everything like that. But I think it was just this album. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I see how when when I heard the the real friends and uh, no more parties in LA. I was like, man, how is that gonna fit in the album? I know how those could fit together, but I was like, man, this album is gonna be like crazy. But um, when I saw like real friends came after SML, I was like, yo, that's that's the perfect spot um, for this song, and and still telling like his feelings towards uh, friends and family and stuff more specifically. So and uh I, I really like that song. It's still a good song to me. Um if you would have told me before uh this before I heard this album would this be my favorite one, I probably would have been like, Yeah, this must be probably one of my favorite ones on the album and then now it's like you know, it's like in the middle because he has so many other great songs on here that this one and probably because I've heard it before that I was just like, Yo, these other ones are so great. But this one is so necessary to me, so I, I really like this song. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's always good when you can get get the Kanye of old, you know, rapping to you, especially because it had been so um, so sparse in the the past things we've gotten from him. But uh, yeah, it was definitely a dope song. Um, the next one is Wolves. Now this one kind of surprised me. I was a little confused because he had released this song before. He, I think it was when he was releasing season two of uh, his Yeezy collection. He played it. And the song originally featured Sia and Vic Mensa, who's a Chicago rapper, 
mm-hmm. uh, that I've talked about in the podcast before. And they went on SNL last year, and they performed it. It was Kanye, Sia, and Vic Mensa, and it was a dope performance. Now mm-hmm. come to the album version, Sia's gone, Vic is gone. The song is, like, pretty much the same, but it's different once you get to the end. He's got Frank Ocean on it, which kind of took me by surprise, because I don't know if I ever expect to hear his voice again. He's been hiding with the wolves, <laughs> no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but Frank Ocean sounded great at the end. It kind of reminded me of his part on New Slaves on Jesus, where he just jumped on the track at the end and did, like, 15 seconds sounded great and then that was it it was like frank where is your album bro um but this is a dope dope song conceptually it was kind of cool kanye starts talking about like what if barry met joseph uh in the club and they were surrounded by a bunch of thugs like you know it's one of those songs where it's like man what is going on in kanye's brain not in a bad way it's just like man he's got so many thoughts and like things that you know like people would never really think to rap about um but I like this song. Um, it's kind of eerie the way the, uh, I think it's the Caroline Shaw is her name. Like, you know, the like voice that's kind of like screeching and like in the background. But I thought it was a dope song. What do you think about Wolves? I like Wolves too. I really like, um, I, I didn't know what he meant until what you just said, you know, uh, if Jesus was born around thugs. Because I was going to ask, you know, what do you think he meant when, he said, we are surrounded by wolves, but that's probably, like, what he meant, like, trying to relate the thugs to the wolves. I was kind of confused at first, like, where the wolves came into play. But maybe the thugs represent the wolves. I don't know. But I was trying to find the uh, the meaning of the title, other than that the song was, was cold to me. I was like, man. And then when I heard Frank Ocean, I was like, oh man, I, this, at first I was like, this voice sounds very familiar. <laughs> like, cause it's been so long. <laughs> I was like, ah, I know, man. Who is this, this, this break? And then, uh, somebody told me a joke and was like, Kanye got Frank Ocean on his album before Frank Ocean got Frank Ocean on his album. Like, it was something like that. It was like, Frank Ocean has a came up with an album, you know? And he was like, his album was a better album. He was like, how did Kanye get Frank Ocean on his album? Frank Ocean not even on his old album. Like, he was like, because it's just like, yo, we've been waiting for so long for Frank. So I was just like, yo, it may be coming out soon. You know, he's coming out of this, coming out of, you know, hibernation or something, you know, <laughs> giving us a taste. So uh, right. well, I like this song, though. I think this song had a, had a message. And once I get it, I would be excited. But I don't know what the overall overarching, you know, message is just yet. But I think this song had a message. I just got to keep listening to it. But I really like it. Just face value. I really appreciate this song. Yeah, so one of the things I think he was getting at with the whole Mary Joseph line mm-hmm. is, you know, I, we talked, I talked about this in the last episode about how Kanye – you know, holds Kim to this, like, higher standard than I think other women and specifically women he's been with. Um, so in this song, it seems like he, like, likens her to Mary, you know, Jesus's mother, and he's like, you know, what if Mary was in the club when she met Joseph? And I think he's Joseph, and he's saying, like, look, you know, Kim, she did all these things before she met me. Um 
And that's why he's saying, you know, Mary's in the club surrounded by thugs, but then she met Joseph, and he's like, yo, you know, I love her, and it doesn't matter what happened before. Um, Like, people are imperfect and whatnot, but I'm still riding with her. Um, Which I thought, you know, while I don't think he's right in, you know, treating – I think it's definitely fine for him to feel that way about Kim, but at the same time, as far as the whole Amber Rose controversy, it's not right for him to, you know, shame people for doing the same things that she was doing. But, you know, like you said in the past couple of songs, I definitely think that, you know, this isn't like a sham relationship. I definitely think they love each other. You know, they got two kids. They love their kids. Um, I just, you know, I think his perception when it comes to Kim and the rest of the world is a little off, but, you know, this is definitely a, a really nice song, um, you know, that really touched on, like, like depression and, like, love and all that at the same time. So it's, you know, it was definitely dope. When Kanye gets on that their real, their real stuff, you know, it's, it's hard to knock them. Um, Yo, actually, you know, that's very true, and I was, I went to, um, when you when you said at the be- very beginning, you said that the title of the name, you know, was was really Paul, which is you know a disciple. Um, that kind of that made me think about when he talked about in this song and he talked about Mary and Joseph. So I was just like, mm-hmm. and it still has that biblical feel in it. I just, I, I just still think I gotta listen to it a little bit more to like tie everything together. But when you said the name of the the album and stuff like that, and then how he's relating it with Mary and Joseph, I just was like, yo, it's something that I'm missing. I just gotta tie it together. Like, I just gotta, it, it's cold. Yeah, so I know everything is deliberate. So once I get it, it's gonna be like. There it is. Like, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, I really like this song. I really like this song. I really like this song. But, yeah. Yeah, so the, um, the next part wasn't a song. It was the Silver Surfer intermission. This is basically Kanye. So he, I guess Max B called him, or maybe he called Max B, and they recorded the conversation. Right. Max B is the dude that's in jail that we started the whole controversy about, talking about Max B is the dude who started the whole wavy thing. Um, so basically, Max B and Kanye had a conversation. He recorded it and put it on the album. Max B is basically like, yo, I ain't got no problems with you calling the album's way. Like, you a wavy dude. Like, we cool. Like, I ain't got no issues. Like, you know, I know that you're going to, like, you know, give out respect. So we all good. That's basically what it was. So you know Kanye, you know, after the whole thing that happened with Wiz, he was like, I'm going to put this on the album and let people know it's no disrespect towards Max B. So... You know, I thought that was decent. Um, let's see. Next song was 30 thought, Hours. He, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I thought that was cool, too. I he had, had him in there. I was like, I didn't know who it was for the first few times. And then I made that correlation uh, again uh, at the end in my head. And I was like, oh. Because at first I was like, man, he probably put this in there when he thought the album was going to be called Wave, so I was just like, oh, man, maybe he just kept switching the name so many times that he just left it in there. You know, like, he was like, <laughs> I'm just leaving it in there because it was fitting when the album was called Wave. But, 
not like when you say that, I was just like, yeah, it was it was definitely necessary. It, it might have already been on there before we had said something about it, but it might be in there now. I feel like it, it holds more weight now, <laughs> especially after all that went down. Absolutely, it holds a lot more weight to me. Especially, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, it's good. Um, Thirty Hours is a song that he released just like last week as like a Good Friday song, but it's also on the album. Um, I don't have much to say about this song. Um, it's decent. I, I like the beat. Um, apparently Drake and Pharrell um also helped with some writing for the song. I don't know what parts, but apparently they mm-hmm. did. Um, it's an interesting song. You know, he he comes to Amber Rose again, but you know it's not that serious. <laughs> um, he basically says, you know, my ex told me she gave me the best years of her life. I saw a recent picture of her. I guess she was right. It's just like, man, you, why you have to say that? Man? Like, come on, man. Yeah, like, yeah, I thought that was digging the knife deeper, that. bro. Like, what you doing, man? <laughs> but you know, in his defense, you don't know what X he was talking about. You know? You know <laughs> what? You're right. You're right. He I'm had assuming a few that other he could be talking about. He could be talking about that Alexis lady from like 808 and Heartbreaks. He could be talking about. You're right. You're right. Excuse me. For assuming that he was talking about Emma Rose, I got to... I thought he was talking about the Alexis chick. I thought he was talking about the Alexis chick. Like the one from all the way who he was from day one, you know. Yeah, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to take that back. You know, he might not have been talking about Emma Rose. I'm going to concede that. I'm going to concede that one. But yeah, I mean, the song is decent. I I don't have any problems with the song. Man, I see, when I heard this song, I thought this was going to be like, I'm like, yo... Cousin gonna love this one. Cause Andre two thousand was in it, right? Was that Andre? Yeah, yeah. He had him he had him like singing at the end of it. Yeah. I was like, hey, that might that might give both this song up to like top five for the cousin because I'm like, yo, you can't go wrong with Andre two thousand whether he doing it just in a roll with the song. So like I was like, I, I like the song. He he gave a shot at uh <laughs> At, uh, like uh, Matt Barnes and Derek Fisher in their situation they had last year, I thought that was kind of funny. You know, yeah, drive thirty hours to be up just because you know what he wanted was an open relationship. You know that that's something I thought this was kind of like relatable. This out this song was kind of relatable. Uh, you know, you you want to in terms of relationships rather, and you want an open relationship, but you get mad when she's doing something that you probably doing. <laughs> You know, like it was, it was funny. I thought it was funny. I thought he had fun on this track. I liked the beat, the flow to it. The production was cool to me, and it was just like a chill. It was like a chill song, but it was still you can, you can like do a little song to this song. So I, I liked it. And then the chorus was just, it was simple. Like it was, it wasn't really too much, but it was like, it was there for me. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. I thought I, mean, I thought she was gonna be like, oh, I have my man Andre 2000, you know, but he really didn't have a verse though. So. I know. Yeah, yeah, I was hoping that I was hoping that he was gonna do a lot more, but you know, I was just happy to you know hear him humming on the song. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. He was like, he said, oh, what did he say? He said, oh, Wolf of Massachusetts just show I got clap. I was like, hey, that's, <laughs> that was kind of funny to me. <laughs> you know, you just say some funny yeah, man. Stuff, but, but yeah, if Andre yeah, had a verse, yeah, if, if Andre had a verse like in uh, he had he had a verse in 
I think one of Rick Ross albums that was just like cold. I can't even think of what song. Sixteen, man, sixteen. Six. If he had a verse like that, I was like, whoa, that would have put this album. Man, you already album. know that's one of his best <laughs> verses, man. I knew exactly. Yeah, that. yeah. If, if he would have came through like that, I would have been like, yo, like Andre put this at top three. But you know, he just had him do a little chorus. You know what I mean? Just like uh, Erica Badu on her mixtape slash album. Her mixtape, right, right, right. right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but yeah, like I just, I love hearing Andre 2000. You know, I don't like him as much as you do, but he plays a major role in hip hop for me. <laughs> you know, and I, I oh, love yeah. just hearing him now. Like, you know, I, I, I just like hearing, like, I'm no homo stuff. But I like hearing Andre. D. He's like the, one of the coolest dudes to me. So. Yeah, and was like, yeah. a vet that can come through at any time and just deliver like a fire, like sixteen or twenty eight. You know what I mean? Like he just knows, he just knows how to rap, man. He knows how to give us what we want. I think, yeah, I think he's one of those people. Like, hey, you call him up, he's like, oh, yo, yeah, yeah, I do it, no problem. I come to the studio, see how I go. You know, he'll just add his two feet and leave. Like everything's smooth. So I just, that's just how my imagination yeah. pictures him being like, oh, I'm not gonna force it. You want me to be on it? I'll be on it. You know, I know I got stuff I could do. If you want me to just be on the course, I'll do that. You know, anything. You know, so I, I love exactly. That. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I like I like the song. It was pretty chill. I, that's on that was on repeat for a minute, uh, mm-hmm. just a few times because I like the song. So yeah, yeah. So the um the next song, I don't have to say too much more about this song. No more parties in L.A. The track he dropped with Kendrick. It didn't change any from when you first released it, but obviously it's Kendrick and Kanye, you know, rapping like crazily, like they got bars for real. It's <laughs> definitely like Kanye rapping with, you know, the flow from like, you know, graduation, my beautiful Dr. Mm-hmm. Fantasy, like he's rapping for real. Um produced by Mad Lib. Yeah, I don't there's not much more I can say about it. I liked it then, I still like it. It's a dope song. Kendrick killed it. Yeah, he killed it, you know. Man, when I when I heard the snippet, I knew like this song was gonna be crazy. I I knew you know this this song was just gonna be off the top, and they both like they both was just like you know go crazy, you know, like rap as long as you want. That's what I thought. He, the same thing how I feel like he did the Chance. I think he did the Kendrick. But look, here's the beat. Get it all out. You know what I mean. And and that's what yep. he did too. Like he let Kendrick go, he went, he got it all out. They both went too hard in this song. I I don't think they needed anybody else in this song. I think them two just going back to back was that was that's epic right there. That's something that that we gonna remember. And uh, at least for me, because Kendrick, my favorite rapper, Kanye, they both. If y'all remember, they both on my top five. So this for this song. And for this to go how it did, this was like, you know, this is epic for me. That's that's all I need. That's all I need in life. Like that's it. Like you know, yeah, man. All we need is Biggie and Tupac to get on that track, and then I can just <laughs> go six feet under. You know, it's over. You know, or J Cole. J Cole hop on that on the remix. J Cole, uh, it's Ooh. over. I don't have to do anything else in life. Like, school's done. Yeah, like, man. Drop out. You know, like it's over. <laughs> and I mean. So, Apparently, Kanye says him and Kendrick got like 40 songs. Apparently, allegedly, what? he says they got like 40 songs. 
together, and they're going to release them at some point. So who knows, man? What? More to come, don't I guess. Don't tell me that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if he was just flexing, or it might not even be 40. He could be exaggerating, but yeah, he said yeah. they got some songs. He said he got 40 with Kendrick and 40 with Young Thug. And he gonna they're gonna release them at some point. So I don't know if it's true or if it's actually forty, but it's something to look out for. Yeah. Um, hey, she got forty with I know, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, Kendrick's been the working. The next though. song. Kendrick, he's been working. Yeah. Go ahead. Ooh, yeah, he's been working. <laughs> um, the next song is Facts. Um, this is basically his song where he was just like <laughs> talking mess about Nike and hyping up Adidas. Um, the only difference is now it doesn't sound like it's with the Jumpman beat. You got this dude named Charlie Heat who's a producer for Good Music. He's like in the Good Music Production Collective. Um, and I guess he, he made a different beat for it. And honestly, I like this beat better. It sounds like it works for the song a lot better. I still don't. I don't care too much of the song. It's just Kanye flexing, and, you know, getting some his, his funny raps out, flexing about how people keep buying the shoes. But I did enjoy that he got a different beat with it that worked better with the song. Mhm, mhm. Oh uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's not much I can say about this song. I, I just I love Adidas, so I didn't have a problem with that. You know, skip Nike. <laughs> right, you know, right. So. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. I like the beat. I like the beat better too. But you know, he, he, I, I think he was throwing out some some dirty laundry on Nike, just throwing shots for at LeBron and Drake for being with Nike. Not at them, but at Nike. You know what I mean? Like without them, yeah, Nike yeah, nothing. They treat they exactly. treat people like slaves. And, you know, so I was just like, I, I don't know if that's true. I don't think anybody would take anything by yeah, it, but. Just because it's yeah. coming from him and he's with Adidas, and we know that he was he was kind of salty after the Nike situation with him. Oh, he was very salty. Yeah, so I mean, so that's how I feel like. I think he was just bitter about it, laid a few tracks about it, and you know, had fun with it. But it's nothing else you can say about that. You know, Adidas is is winning with or without him, but even more with him. I, I let's not get that mistaken because he is selling out. Absolutely, his shoes are expensive. It's closed. It's, it's doing good. You can't argue with the dude. So, can you say facts? It's facts, you know. So, facts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the final track of the album is called Fade. This is another one he had released before. Kind of, he had played it before. It features Post Malone, um, Ty Dolla Sign. And somebody else is in it. That was, actually, that might be it. This is Post Malone. He gave a shout out to Timbuktu. Yeah. Thinking. Oh, in fact, yeah, in fact. Oh yeah, yeah, that was in fact. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Faye was the last track, and I thought it was a really good track to end the album on. So it had Post Malone, Ty Dolla Sign, and it's a real like upbeat. Um like really a dance track like you could play this in the club and it would it would go like um it's got oh, that yeah. nice sample um i think it's a sample of a song called i get lifted um by barbara tucker or somebody like that but um it's a dope song um 
it really features Ty Dolla Sign and Post Malone in a really nice way. And it really keeps the energy up for the end of the album, you know, gets you moving. Like, it was um, also kind of something that reminded me of something you would hear on Yeezus, just because he had a lot of, um, you know, songs that, you know, had a lot of build-up in it and, you know, had a lot of, like, house feel to them. So, yeah, I was definitely a fan of the last track and how he decided to end the album. Yeah, I, I really like this song. It was simple, but it was, like, cold to me. Like, I was – this is a song – I was just straight dancing to, like, just a little two-step, you know, head nod, you know, shoulder shrug, you know, because I I, this one was the one I would blast in the car, you know, or house music type, you know. I would Absolutely. I found myself doing a salsa, then I was like, oh, this is, no, no, this is house music. So I was like, then I should be doing some 90s house music dance. Then I was just like, you know what, it's just a two-step. You know, it was just like, you can do anything with this song. I, I just... This song was, was one of my favorites, too, just because of the beat and everything. And I was just walking around and screaming, Your love is hurting. You know, just going crazy. So. <laughs> Your love is hurting. <laughs> right. And then just started dancing, you know. So it was just, it was, yeah, I like this track. I like how this was the out, like the last one on the album. You know, it was, it was just cold to me. It was simple, but it was like, I don't know why I appreciate this song so much because it was just, it was just nice. Like, it's hard for me to explain it. It was just nice. Like, and it made me, like, yeah. end it on a good note. You know, he just, he just threw shots at, you know, at Adidas, I mean, at Nike and everything. And, uh, I felt like he was, like, ended it, like, on the, like, the last dance, you know, or, like, a party, sure. you know, like, like, hey, this is the celebration of this awesome album. Like, you know what I mean? I felt like this is, like, the perfect Yeah, ending, absolutely. Just to, like, the, the last dance or something. So this song was cold to me, man. It was cold, man. <laughs> I just like every yeah. time I think about this song, I just have to listen to it. So I just started dancing because that's what it just does. <laughs> it, that's something you definitely definitely can hear at the club or something like. Just at the club, you can hear that anywhere for real, or even on a mix. I can definitely hear that one of those Chicago mixes. Midday oh, mix yeah, on the radio, WGCI, yeah. man. Yeah, man. Yeah, they just go crazy you already with that, know. So. <laughs> so they probably already started. I don't even know. But, yeah. Low-key, no they probably have. <laughs> that was just that was one of um, my favorite ones that I just had fun with. Yeah. Um, so give me your, um, your quick final take on the life of Pablo. Whew. I mean, I think it was a classic, man. I think it was a classic. I think people are really, I think, uh, I was joking with friends after I heard it for the first time. I was kind of living in the moment. I was like, yo, Drake needs to focus, you know, add a few tracks. Because right now, this is the best of 2016. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, hey, Frankie, Frank Ocean needs to, you know, he probably needs to stay in hibernation to get his stuff right. Because. You know, I was just joking around with people's favorite artists who's coming out with something this year. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was real nice, man. I, I, I wouldn't have a, I really am excited to see how, how the people gonna react. Uh, the, the people who have titles so far, they have the same mindset as me and saying it was a really great album. Um, and it was even the people who were, who wasn't really with Kanye, you know, because I go to school in another state, you know, people really don't appreciate Kanye like I appreciate Kanye. 
And so that meant right. a lot to me when I was hearing those people saying, like, yo, this album is great. Like, this is a great album. I really enjoyed it. So, um, it's, it's, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited what the people going to hear. I'm excited to how they're going to react to it. And I love it so far. Like, I had minor, minor critiques on it. Um, but I hope it sells good. Uh, yo, we, we, we definitely had to, to let, like last time we let Jesus take the wheel and I feel like he delivered. Like I, cause I was talking to somebody else, like, oh, she's so arrogant. So, you know, stuck up or whatever, you know, you just think she's the best. And then they heard it. It was like, oh, I just hate what Kanye is right. Like, oh, like, ah, oh, the hype is real. <laughs> like they were upset, you know, cause they're like, oh, she hyped it up and it was actually good. Like who does that? You know what I mean? Like, but it was, a, it was a good album, you know, like she hyped it up. It was a good album. You know, he did his thing. That's my last critique on it. Shout out to Kanye. He did his thing. Shout out to everybody who, you know, who helped out with it. Because they, this was a masterpiece. I don't know. Now, we're going to have to come to me on a different day to rank it between all his other albums. But Yeah, I can't even do that yet. That's going to be a long time down the road before I can do that. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to take a few years, but it's definitely not the worst one. It's not the worst one. So um, I can say that for sure. This would not be the bottom one out of all his albums. And uh, I I liked it a lot, man. It's nothing else I can say. (laughs) What you think? What you think about that? What you think? (laughs) Yeah, um, production, I think it's, you know, he took it to another level once again and showed why he's one of the best producers in the game um, and why he's also one of the best executive producers in the game as far as, like, people who can, like, take a project, look at it from, like, you know, the background and be like, this needs to go here, this needs to go here, put this person on this song, structure the album in this way. He's really good at that. Um um Lyrically, he definitely gave us a lot of flashes of the Kanye that we love to hear. Um, he gave us a lot of different styles on this album. There's a lot, you know, that you can get from it. There's something on this album for anyone. Um, he definitely delivered while, <laughs> while his claims of saying that this was going to be like one of the best albums of all time may not have been true. It is definitely, definitely an amazing album. Um, you know, there's gonna be there's some controversy, but it wouldn't be a Kanye album if there wasn't some controversy. Exactly. Um, exactly. You know, you know, he definitely, you know, if you take the person out of it and you just look at his music, which is what I try to do mostly with him because he's so ridiculous. Um, you know, he's never he's never really let us down. Like he's he's seven for seven right now, and that's yeah. that's incredible. Um, like you know, it's a good album. And it's, and like Jesus, I think, I mean, I think it's different from Jesus. I think there's definitely off of a first listen, you can definitely enjoy a lot from this album. But I think that like Jesus, this album will definitely grow on people. Like the mm-hmm. more you listen to it, the more you're going to hear something else that you were like, ooh, look what Kanye did there. Like it's definitely got a lot to it. It's got a lot of, you know, depth musically. Um, and I think that, you know, he delivered. I, I would like, I think what he needs to do is just take a step back, go to Hawaii, take a year off or something, and just chill, let us enjoy this. I, I honestly, 
I don't need to hear from him until he's thinking about his next album. Uh, I know it's not going to be the case, but I'll completely be fine with just riding with this album until he decides to bring another one. Like, it's a, it's a great album. Um, it's definitely better than I expected it to be. Um, but yeah, I mess with it. The Life of Pablo, man, he came through. He came through. Um, yeah, man. Shout out to, shout out to you. Shout out to Joe G coming through, blessing the podcast listeners with another exclusive, you know. Um, <laughs> no problem, man. <laughs> right, man. Oh. Anything you want to plug? Oh, Twitter, man. anything? You want to get anything out there? No, man. I, I'm I'm kind of low-key on social networks, man. <laughs> You're a recluse. You don't want the people it. to know. <laughs> I, I'm kind of low-key, man. I'm, I'm low-key. I feel you. I ain't trying to get you. in trouble, you know. <laughs> no. Hey man, no. hey that'll you know that'll let the people that way when they see that you're on the podcast they'll get excited they're like hey Joe on the podcast all right we don't hear from him that often. Hey. <laughs> it just what's my uh, what's my Twitter? <laughs> it's a Joe G fourteen on Twitter. Joe Gogas on Facebook. Just add me. You know I don't have an Instagram, but the smile is there. It's on those two. The, you can get the smile from those two. You know, it's classic. You know? <laughs> but yeah, I man. You, I just, man. Yeah, man. Follow, follow me on on, uh, on Twitter, Joe G. On Twitter, I keep it real simple. You'll see that. But just follow. Just keep tuning in to this podcast. I'll show up every once in a while, or you know, I'm listening to it. If you have any other guests, you know, just keep supporting my man. My cousin Amon, and shoot, that's that means you you follow me if you follow him, cause I'm with him, so I'm cool with that. Hey, you already know, you already know, <laughs> I already know, man. Hey, shout out, man! Thanks for blessing the people, um, you know, with this great review of Kanye's latest album. Yes, excited! I was excited when you asked me, man. I was like, yeah, I'm about to listen to it even more. I just need your title. Right. I feel you. I already had you. As soon as I found out he wasn't gonna actually like release it, release it, I was like, Oh, he put it on title. Let me let me get let me get Cuzzo to log in so he can get deep into this album. <laughs> right, 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 right. I was definitely zoned in. I was like, Hold on, these books gonna have to wait a little bit. You know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Need to get on this album real fast. You know, it was definitely a wonderful weekend for music. So, definitely a wonderful Absolutely. weekend. Absolutely. <laughs> so that was my homie Joe. Um, I hope you enjoyed um, our review of The Life of Pablo, our discussion of The Life of Pablo and Kanye West. You know what it is. The Twitter is TOTB, the podcast. Facebook is in the description. The blog is hopeforhiphop.org, and that's hope for F O R. The Instagram is Hope for Hip Hop. Um, you know, subscribe to Title. You know, get you that free month trial. Listen to Kanye's album. Subscribe to my podcast. More importantly, on iTunes, rate it, review it, um, please. You know, I got more exciting things that I want to do. Um, you know, I'm glad I could get both of these episodes off. I had a, it was a busy week for music, but I did want to talk about both of these things. So I'm glad I could get everything. And also tried out this new recording thing because Joe isn't even in the same, you know, state as me. But, you know, I wanted to talk to him about it. So, you know, 
the homie Bill Simmons, you know, I always listen to him having people call in. So, you know, I knew the technology was out there. Um, so I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, thanks for listening. You know, tell your friends about the podcast. Um, shout out to you all. Um, I'll see you all next time for another edition of Thinking Outside the Boombox. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.